Hello, and welcome to Career-ish, a podcast that explores the idea of what it means to build a career while disproving that building one has to be intimidating, scary, or completely planned. My name is Richard Sylvester, and I want to thank you for joining me today for episode four of season two, in which I chat with 2021 senior, and as of this recording, recent graduate, Rakudzo Ogawa. Now this interview was the one I was most looking forward to recording when I started planning out this season. I have known Rakudzo from his first year at K, and one of the things that most impressed me about him was his ability to consistently get quality internships, one of which led him to receiving a job offer before graduation. So we sat down and talked, and he gave a ton of great advice on how to find internships early in your college career, how to bridge a skills gap, advice on interning as an international student, and also some advice for seniors that are still looking for their first destination. This is a really special episode. So after the short musical break, the next voices you will hear is my interview with my friend, Rikutso Gawa, class of 2021. Be right back. My guest this week is a recently graduated K senior, uh, Rakudzo Gawa. Um, he is somebody who I have had the great pleasure of knowing for the last four years and watching him grow up and work in our office. And I wanted him to come onto the podcast this week so that we could have a really interesting conversation because during his time here at K, he's always managed to score a lot of really, really good internships. And I thought it would be really useful to have him talk about his experience on how to find them and provide you students with some information on you can learn from him on how to find internships on your own. Um, so, Rakutso, welcome to my show. Thank you so much, Richard. So the very first question I'm going to ask you is that um, for those listeners who don't know, you are an international student from Zimbabwe. Um, and I'm really curious about, like, how you learned about K and what brought you to us. And uh, for a little bit of background, I always like asking this question because as somebody who grew up in Michigan, um, about an hour and 10 minutes or so south of here, uh-huh. um, I had no idea that Kalamazoo College even existed until I moved to Kalamazoo. <laughs> so I'm always so fascinated to hear about like international students like, wow, you're from this entirely different country. How did you hear about this? So how did you learn about K and what brought you here? Yeah, uh, most definitely. So I actually didn't know about Kalamazoo as well, uh, but I got lucky because uh, in my final year of high school, I got selected uh, along with about 41 other students to take part in a program called USAP. Uh, It's run by an organization called Education Matters in Zimbabwe, uh, United States Students Achievers Program. So basically they will select about, you know, 35 to 50 students uh, were graduating from high school from across the nation based on a couple of crit, uh, criteria, including uh, academic excellence, leadership potential, ethos of giving back and economic disadvantage. Because, you know, what they're really about is about uh, choosing 
high achieving low income students and assisting them with applications to institutions uh, outside of Zimbabwe. So when I took part in the program, what happens is uh, we all have to sort of give the counselor uh, a lot of context about who we are or profiles, academics and, and everything else. So, uh, and then at the end of the day, you end up applying to about three or four schools. Uh, so I actually didn't know about Kalamazoo uh, in, in, in the first place. And I was actually supposed to be applying to Michigan State and Wisconsin, uh, which I actually did apply to. Uh, I had an interest in big schools. So there's actually somebody who works in the admissions office who often comes to recruit in Zimbabwe uh, because he has a lot of connections with, uh, with many organizations um, from around the world, China, Jamaica, you name it. His name is Roderick Malcolm. So he yep. came and they were like, uh, so they were speaking to, the, to my counselor. Uh, her name is Rebecca. And they were like, Rebecca, do you remember in 2014, we had one of your students graduate from K. His name was Tendai. Uh, we'd really like to see if you're sending in another student to apply this year. So that's how I learned about Kalamazoo and I, I, I applied for it. So uh, Rebecca was like, yeah, this is Kalamazoo. Tendai from your high school went here and he did really great. He works at Morgan Stanley right now. Maybe if you want to read, you can, you know, you can, you can get this book called uh, Colleges That Change Lives. I kind oh, of yeah. read a little bit. Uh, and that's when I saw Kalamazoo featured in the book as well. So that's how I learned about K. Yeah, that's awesome. I actually have that book too. Um, so as I said up top, um, I've known you for a long time and kind of how we first originally met was um, you had applied to for an internship stipend and you got it. Um, and we kind of developed our friendship off of that. And so um, even as a first year, um, you have always been really good at finding internships. Yeah. Um, and so can you talk to and let people know about like all the various internships you've had during your time here at K? Okay. Yeah. Um, so during my time at K as a first year, I interned with a marketing firm right out of Grand Rapids. Uh, it was a really different experience, but very good for a start. Um, and then after that, after my, after the end of my sophomore year, things started to change a little bit. And I actually got a, a summer list position with Spectrum Health, which I ended up, which I ended up uh, not taking because I found another one with Cummins. Cummins is an autom automotive manufacturing company uh, based in, in uh, the headquarters are in, in Indiana. So I actually in, interned in Columbus under the IT team that focused on marketing and sales. So I was helping them with uh, application development that supports the marketing and sales organization uh, within the, the, the IT group. So that was really interesting. And then things started really brightening up in my junior year. That's when I, I got like a couple of opportunities and I even got confused at certain times, uh, but also that's around the time when COVID came. So a lot of things yeah. were like changing a lot. So um, right around the time when I was doing my internship at Cummins, uh, I actually interviewed, uh, I actually interviewed with a firm called Nomura. It's a financial services company right out of New York, the largest Japanese bank. And I was fortunate enough to get a position within the global markets division. So that's sales and trading, work with financial products and everything. Um, and I also I also got an offer from, uh, from, from JP Morgan, but I actually ended up taking the offer from Nomura 
uh, as opposed to JP Morgan because of how the programs, they were set up differently. Um, and then uh, later on in the year, I got another one from, from, from a company called NetUp, but it got canceled because of, um, because of COVID-19. And with Nomura as well, everything was like uh, super uncertain. And that's when I started like thinking outside the box. And I was like, you know what? Um, what if I try something like, you know, I, I, I apply for one of the stipends and I, I do an internship. Uh, so I, I, um, I coordinated with someone from my USAP network who runs a startup from out of Australia. Um, and then we were able to, to set up an internship program. Um, it was pretty interesting because like whilst I was doing that internship program, uh, Nomura came with sort of like um, a different plan from what was planned, but they hire from the, they hire for full-time positions from the internship. So they wanted uh, to at least get an opportunity to get a few of us. So we're able to get something like a shorter virtual program where we were mostly uh, like learning about the company and the products and interacting with people, uh, which was really different from what the original internship was supposed to be like. So I ended up taking that up as well, which landed me into my full-time role that I'll be starting in July this year. One of the things that has really been fascinating to me about your journey is that um, so many times I, as a career coach, I'll talk to students and they have a really difficult finding, a really difficult time finding internships. And you've not only been able to find them, you've been able to actually find multiples and you've been able to kind of like leverage others to find better ones and things like that. So the next question I'd like to ask is like, what's been your secret to be consistently finding good internships? Um, so, so my secret, uh, I wouldn't say secret per se, um, but uh, I think I think one of the uh, biggest things that I did was um, most of these opportunities that I got. Um, there were, there's a couple of opportunities that I was able to get, but just by applying straight from the online portal. Um, but a lot of it had to do with putting a lot of networking upfront instead of just applying. So one of the things that I did as a first year and second year. Uh, I knew an alumni, a K alumni from Zimbabwe. So I, I would speak with him and he would help me with my resume. Uh, I'll come to the CCPD as well. I remember my first, first resume that I made, I was helped by Neelam uh, when she was still working at the CCPD. So I did a lot of that kind of stuff, like iteratively, like so many times. Um, and with meeting Tendai, he introduced me to other like K alum. Uh, and other people within his network. Uh, I remember one of the guys, uh, his name is Will. Uh, he just started this startup right after working at, at Google for a couple of years. So I was exposed to a lot of those helpful people like early on because I would like code email people, code message people on LinkedIn. And later on, I learned about Wiser. I started using that as well. Um, and what was really fascinating about that is like sometimes you meet someone and maybe they're not able to help you, but they might share some knowledge or something, or they'll introduce you to someone else who might be able to, to help. So I think networking was really uh, a code breaker for me. I used the LinkedIn platform a lot of times. Um, 
but a lot of it, especially now, like I spend most of my time like networking. I always speak to people, tap into people with my network, or international at K, Zimbabweans I see around. Like, like everywhere I go, I go to the bar or something and I meet people. Like everyone has always got a good direction to point you in. So I always try to throw that in. You know, one of the things I find that's really interesting about what you just said is that like, you know, one of the things that we try to consistently coach um, in the CCPD is the importance of networking and really specifically two things is that like one, the idea of that you don't actually have to be intimidated by networking because like there is no really like formal like networking meetings. It's just like, no, networking is just talking to people. It's just reaching out and like finding common ground, finding common interests. Um, yeah. And then just using that to say like, oh, by the way, like, I'm looking to do this. Can you help me? And more oftentimes you find out that a lot of people are just like, the answer is just like, yeah, I'm totally willing to help you. Yeah. Um, and, and then the second thing is that, like, you know, a lot of times what I'll talk to students is it's like, sometimes the person who you need to actually talk to isn't actually a first level connection or like somebody that you directly know. Um, sometimes it's actually like a second or third level connection. And yes. sometimes the value of networking is being able to say like, oh, hey, like, can you help me out? And the person's like, you know what? That's actually not really my thing, but I know somebody else who actually that's, does that's, that. Like, let me connect always, you with them. That's always my last question of any networking that I do, whether it was successful in terms of the fact that it went out in what I was looking for or it didn't work out. I always ask the question, is there anybody else you'd recommend me talking to? And this could be for two reasons. If I got the opportunity, it's about advancement. How do I advance from here? If I didn't get it, then... Uh, I missed this one, but what else can I try? So the next question I'd like to ask is like, with the various internships that you had along the way, um, for case students that are listening right now and who are like struggling to find things, like what are some pieces of advice that you would give them to help them find their own internship opportunities? Uh, okay, yeah. That's a very hard question, but I will, I will say a couple of things that I have managed to do uh, myself that helped me. Um, so number one, the very first step, especially you know, your first year uh, or sophomore or even juniors and seniors, because I've seen that some people start these things uh, a little later on during their time at K. The first thing you want to do is get your documents right. And that process doesn't stop. Even up to now, I still send my resume to some people to get it reviewed and get looked at. And it's ever improving. Uh, you can never actually stop improving it because that's your, uh, you know, almost your first key, your first, your first passport into actually getting a conversation with a lot of people. So I'll say work really hard to get your resume looking right. Um, and the other thing that comes with it is oftentimes they uh, people are looking for um, sort of like a baseline level of experience. Um, and oftentimes it's very difficult because you're a junior or you're a sophomore and you don't have any kind of experience. Um, and the way I started is for me to get my 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 very first, uh, you know, jobs or anything like that. I started working on campus. That was my very first step because that was within my reach. So with that, I would say anything that you can get your hands on, you know, class projects, um, uh, campus jobs, you know, you can leverage that to go on to the next level. 
um, like I was leveraging everything because uh, I, I was actually going to the church that I was I was going to my first year. There was a guy who was running a software company. So I actually volunteered with me and he taught me a few things, which I was able to put on my resume and lend my first internship. Uh, it was unpaid, but I just wanted to learn, get the experience on my resume. So, you know, I have a springboard in a sense. Um, and employers appreciate that. Like they, you know, they feel like you're grinding, you're trying hard. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, there's things that, you know, that there's opportunities that come up on campus. If you can work on campus, you know, if you can grab some opportunities like being a TA or something like that, um, you know, unpaid internships, uh, those kinds of things are good for a start. It gives you experience so you can use that to springboard onto something else. So it's really about willingness to sort of build that, that profile initially. And as you, as you go on, I actually started to discover that as my profile uh, became stronger, I had recruiters reaching out to me, but I had to work really, really hard to uh, straighten my documents, um, build some initial experiences, leverage the projects that we do in class, uh, all that kind of stuff. And the number one, the number one thing is don't give up. I, 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 I've heard someone say that if you hang around a barber shop long enough, you will soon, you know, you soon get the haircut. You know, one of the things that you said that I really, really like is, you know, the idea of what are things that you can do to fill a skill gap and being creative to find those opportunities. You know, one of the things as a career coach, I'll frequently talk to students is that like somebody will say like, oh, I'm looking for an internship and I'll look at their resume and they don't have any experience doing any of the things that they're actually applying for. And I'm trying to tell them like, well, if you have this skill gap between like what the internship is asking for and the skills that you currently have, like great ways to do those things. So like you said, like what are class projects? Those can go in your resume. You know, are there relevant coursework that you've taken? Those can go in your resume, but also looking for like those extra things about like, yo, are there just projects that you've just messed around on your own time or just like, Hey, this is something that I've like been super interested in, you know? Um, you know, are there things that you have like friends that are just working on like their own side project? Can you just like, Oh, Hey, can I hop in on that? And just like, get, cause you can then leverage those things and put them on your resume because oftentimes employers don't necessarily, they understand that as a student, you're not going to have like 10 years of experience, but they want to just know that you're not starting from absolute zero. So anything at all you can find to kind of like give you that first step is going to go a long way to, like you said, getting that initial foot in the door. Yeah. And I was actually working with um, two students from K who are applying for uh, to get in the same internship I got in my junior year with the firm I'm, I'm going to start with. And we, we, I actually just went through this. So one of them was really interested in finance. And one of the things she did was she, she did an externship program with an alumni who does some finance stuff in Detroit. So she was able to put that on her resume and, uh, I've been watching her for like a year now and she's only getting better from that. Like now she's almost like landing an opportunity, but it started from that, like that one week externship, it gives you something to demonstrate your interest because at an earlier stage, you don't have experience. So employers are looking for that curiosity, that demonstrated interest. And oftentimes you, you cannot, you, you haven't had the chance to demonstrate it through the job. 
because you haven't had the chance to have one because you're still in college. So the key thing is any small bit of anything you can leverage, use it. With that in mind, uh, the follow-up question I want to ask you, is there advice that you can give to international students? Because as you know from your own experience, like it can be a little bit more tricky as an international student to find internships. But yeah. like you said, you've been able to consistently do it every single year. So like, is there any specific advice you give to international students to help them find internships? All right. So with international students, it's a completely different ballgame. Um, and I wish many international students can learn this uh, quickly because oftentimes uh, when you're applying, there's a question that says, will you now or in the future require sponsorship for continued employment? And as an international student, you have to pick yes. And a lot of companies, just on the basis of the fact that you said yes, they won't even consider you. So as an international student, your pool of the opportunities you're going to apply to is smaller. So instead of wasting your time on companies that actually don't sponsor work visas, you shouldn't even be, you know, you should just focus on the opportunities that you know hire international students. And one of the ways you can do that is there's actually a website on Modu. You could go to like h1bdata.com, something like that. H1B is a work visa. You can see companies that have been known to sponsor work visas from the past. And you can also speak to other international students. I was actually speaking to um, a, uh, a Jamaican student who is a manager in Detroit, graduated from K in 2014. And she gave me a lot of context. She gave me links to like so many other international students. Um, and the reason why I do this is because I know that my first job might not be like my final job. So I still need to be networking and growing. So I'm still doing that. Um, and when you speak to those international students uh, who, who have been through the same process, they know where other international students have gone to. And that's something you can leverage. So it's almost like you are walking paths that have been um, walked on by other people already. Uh, instead of just going in blindly and applying. Um, and um, as an international student, the other thing is you're most likely going to have to focus on the big companies because those are usually the ones with mature immigration systems uh, and they're ready for sponsorship. It's like not a big deal for them. You come in and there's processes to onboard you from the start, from the beginning. But then the smaller companies tend to not do that because that's just a big cost for them. Um, so I would highly encourage that as an international, try to look at the bigger companies, have a more focused or targeted approach. Um, try to distinguish yourself a little bit more, network more with other international alumni. Uh, they often point you in the right direction. So those are the things that, that I would really advise. Um, and don't despair. I think that's like within my small circle of international students. That's what I like saw. A lot of people would give up because they were just like, I'm international and companies don't hire international students. And the truth is that it's not impossible. It's just uh, more difficult than how it would be for a domestic student. So don't give up. That's key. I really like all everything that you just said there. And, you know, the one thing I think I'd like to add on to the end of that is like one of the things I frequently tell international students, this is like, you need to take control of the process. And specifically what I mean by that is like, 
you need to educate yourself on the process of how this is done. That is because you said, extremely important. Right. Because like a lot of times, like, like you said, especially with smaller companies, they think that like, it's this huge complicated thing. And it's just like, no, not really. You just have to fill out some paperwork and send it in. And then like, that's kind of it. And so like the more you can educate yourself in the process. And then when you're talking to people, you can advocate for yourself. I think that also goes a really long way. Yeah. 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 Because some people, they don't do it because they don't sponsor internationals because uh, it's not like they don't want to. They just don't know about the process because they've never had to hire an international student before. So if you can actually get to like mix and mingle with uh, people who can influence policy and you understand the process very well, you can explain that. So as we start getting toward the end of uh, this interview, what is one piece of advice that you give to fellow seniors that are still on the job hunt right now? Yeah, um, I think that um, uh, one of the things I, I, I see in a lot of seniors, um, you know, is that a lot of people, um, they haven't really, you know, figured out quite yet what they want to do uh, in terms of, you know, even at the, at the targeting stage of your, of your job uh, search or application process. They're still trying to find out what kind of career track can I do? You know, what do I like? Um, I would say that uh, one of the most powerful things I've been told is that your first destination doesn't have to be your final destination. Um, so, you know, I think that one of the best things you can do to your, you can do for yourself is research on a couple of uh, career tracks, maybe, you know, two, three, four, five, that uh, sort of, interest you at basic level, kind of find out what they're all about. And even better, if you can speak to people who are already in the field and then kind of narrow down your search into focusing on maybe two or three things. And then um, whatever you end up lending, kind of assess like, you know, do you like this? Uh, are you satisfied or do you want to try something new? Uh, because that's the thing. We're so young and we have the opportunity to uh, be mobile. Uh, find out what we really like because like I I really I firmly believe that you know your first destination doesn't have to be your final destination um, so I would say you know congratulations to everyone you know you've gone so far and you know take your time don't beat yourself down um, I, you know I like I said you know hang around the barbershop long enough you soon get your hair cut so you know keep trying keep pushing and you know you'll find your niche well, I think that's actually a great note to end on. Um, thank you for taking the time to hop on the podcast with me. And I'm so looking forward to see what you're going to do next with your career. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you so much. And welcome back. I hope you enjoyed listening to that episode as much as I did recording it. I thought Rakudzo offered some incredibly savvy advice, and I hope you will all utilize it in your future endeavors. Also, since our office is still fully virtual due to COVID-19, it was nice to chat with Rakudzo as a final send-off. Now before we wrap up this episode, I want to ask you for two quick favors. First, if you are listening to this right now, would you please share it with your friends? 
This podcast is produced with current case students in mind. We realize that we are going to have a lot of listeners that aren't current case students, and while we appreciate each and every listener, we want to make sure that our current students think that this podcast is useful to them. So please share it and let them know about it. Second, would you please rate us and review us and give us five stars on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Giving us five stars helps us get visibility and make sure we get into the ears of the people who need to hear this the most. Career-ish was produced by the Center for Career and Professional Development at Kalamazoo College. The intro music is a song called Never Forget by Raj featuring Christopher Sims. The outro music is a song called Friend Shippers by Dayfox. Information on where you can find all of the music included in this show, including the bumper music, and links to our socials can be found in the show notes of this episode. I want to thank Rikudzo for coming on Career-ish and for being such a great ambassador for the CCPD during his time here at K. I want to thank my colleagues in the CCPD for helping to produce this show. Lastly, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. Your time is valuable, and it means a lot that you would spend yours here with me. Until next time, thank you for listening, stay safe, and see you next time. Take it easy.